If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. Here's an HIV pill dilemma for you. Picture the scene. There's a rooftop sunset with fairy lights and you're vibing with friends. You remember you've got to take your HIV pill. Important, yes, but the fun moment is gone. Did you know there's a long-acting treatment option available? So catch the sunset and keep the party going. Visit PillFreeHIV.com today to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. Lady to lady. Hey, girl to girl. (laughs) One-on-one this week. (laughs) I'm Sam Sanders. I'm Saeed Jones, and you, my loves, are listening to Vibe Check. Zach is on the highways and byways this week. The southern highways and byways. Okay. I think he's in Savannah, Georgia. Who's to say? And this is a perfect distillation <laughs> of, of being friends with Zach Stafford. I truly yeah. don't know where we don't he know. is. We don't know. Ooh. He just shows up with new deals, new <laughs> friends, new situations. And we love that for We him. love that for him. We love that for him. In Zach's absence, we're going to keep things kind of light this week. Light, breezy. Light, breezy, audiobook filled. Yes. Uh, we're talking about celebrity <laughs> memoirs this week. Ooh. Britney with a sprinkle of Jada. And also, we'll talk about Halloween just because I feel like every year I have to check the vibes of the spooky season. What kind of spooky are we this year? Yeah, that's fair. And I, you know, I appreciate you because it was your idea to do this as a topic. I'm glad because I feel like a lot's going on, obviously. (laughs) This feels like one of those years where literally until you brought it up in the meeting, I think I forgot about Halloween. That part. We're so and it's, busy. What, it's this coming it's, weekend, it's basically. This weekend. We're gonna, so this is a yeah. perfect time. To... Yeah. We have to get in the, the headspace yeah. I, of I love the Halloween. All Hallows' Eve. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. So that will come. But first, Saeed, what's your vibe? How are you feeling right now? I was thinking about this last night. I'm feeling good, Sam. We'd love to hear it. I've been binge watching the show Wheel of Time. Which one is that? It's on Amazon Prime. It's a fantasy show. Stars Rosamund Pike, which I was oh, like, oh, I like shit, her. I love her. Yeah. That lady, that lady gives me a performance every time she shows up. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. And, and I was thinking last night, we've talked about it over the course of the summer, but, you know, I've had a really painful spring and summer. Yeah. Just a lot of personal loss, tumult, mm-hmm. change. You know, I lost my dog in the spring. I yeah. went through a breakup soon after. A lot of yeah. other things have gone on that I haven't even talked about on the podcast. And so there were there have been so many moments throughout the spring and the summer where no matter how my day went, mm. when I was left with myself in my solitude, you know, mm. getting ready for bed, just making coffee mm-hmm. alone in the morning, that silence, yep. it was so painful. There were times I couldn't sleep because I would have painful memories of my dog's last few hours. Mm. You know what I mean? Just like where I like just kind yeah. of bolt out of bed. Yeah. And so I'm 
so grateful because now I can feel, you know, everything's going on in the world. Last week, of course, we were talking about Israel and Gaza. That has not stopped what's mm -hmm. going on in, you know, Congress. You know, all Listen, of this is so many still things. swirling around us. But I can feel my baseline is back where I need it to be. This sense of, I one, like feeling that. grounded, but happy. I feel happy. I feel grateful, you know, even with everything else going on. Yeah, I love that. How are you doing? I'm in the same space. I'm feeling very grounded. Okay. So listeners know my mother passed away in late June. Ooh. And at her funeral, two really good friends of mine, Ashley and Omar, both in Texas, they promised me that day, we're going to come check on you in a few months. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, sure, we'll see. They did. I they came that. out to see me and take care of me and love on me. And this past few days... We did an omnibus road trip. We drove up to the sequoias and okay. literally talked to the big trees. I was talking to them Talk trees, to the baby. I love yeah. that. And then we went to Joshua Tree and spent a day oh. there talking to those trees. Okay. And it was just so good to have my people around me. You know, before the pandemic, wow. they were two good friends that I would always see in the desert in West Texas every year before Thanksgiving. We would gather in Marfa. Mm. And having them be out here and us experiencing the trees and the desert out in California, it was grounding. It was just good to be around them. And it was so good for me to, like, let my friends support me. You know, mm. this has been a hard year on so many fronts. And the beauty of the place that you and I are at, you know, in our lives, mm. we've had enough time in our lives to build friendships that now feel like family. Yes. And they're family. And Ashley mm. and Omar came and took care of me, and I'm grateful for that. And Omar made us go to the Sphere to see you 2 And I was like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? The Sphere, you 2 <laughs> Let me tell you, Saeed. Been, look, I've seen, I've seen it was TikToks amazing. about this fear. I've done some reading. First of all, did you get like vertigo? That's the it main question. It was very tall and high uh -huh. and steep. And it's kind of all around. And all Listeners, around. Listeners, if you, if you haven't, you need to visualize, look it up to look at a video so you can really appreciate what yeah. we're talking about. But was it overwhelming? It was overwhelming at first, but then you just admire the visual spectacle. Okay. The art direction and visuals of it are just gorgeous. At mm -hmm. one point... Bono is walking across the stage holding a long kind of braided rope that goes to the ceiling of the sphere and on the light screen is a balloon. Oh, wow. Okay, so they're kind of, it's like interacting. It's interacting oh. with the space. The okay. entire time, the lights are all around you, uh -huh. buzzing past. It's transcendent. You know, huh. I have never been the biggest U2 fan. I was about to say. But in that space, doing what they did, it was amazing. And it's like you do this thing halfway through the show, you realize whether you know it or not, you know every U2 song. The only song I can really think that I've loved is they did a song with Mary J. Blige forever ago. That was a redo of their song, One. So yes. One is one of their classics. They did okay. that. Okay. But it was great. And it really, like, I'm usually kind of down on new technology that I think will hurt art itself, hmm. but this technology in the sphere opens up new possibility for performance art. Mm -hmm. What they did with their concert and these visuals, like think about what Beyonce was doing with her visuals. This was even more immersive. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I can't wait for more artists and more venues to do this. It yeah. elevates the experience. It really I've does. I've been trying to think, I was like, I was like, ooh, who's someone I would, I was thinking of like Robin, like yeah. really people whose music where the songs kind of allow for like a kind of a psychedelic. I think Robin, 
Frank Ocean could actually be interesting because I'm thinking like songs like Pyramids where it just kind of goes yeah. and transforms the visuals. James Blake. Ooh, you know who I want to do it? That would be good. Who? Nine Inch Nails. Girl. The, come on. Seated. <laughs> that would be incredible. Yes. I want to yes. fuck you like an animal. I want to feel you. Boom. Feel me from On the inside screen? of the sphere, baby. Yes. Woo! Okay, All I this to it. say, you two loved it. The trees loved it. Ashley and Omar, I love you both and appreciate y'all so much. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I love that. I love that Ashley and Omar showed up for you. I love the idea of, I mean, obviously they were there with you in, in June, with you and your family. Yeah. That's important. But also that they were like, and in a couple of months... Yes. When things slow down, when the cards mm-hmm. and the flowers and the casserole dishes, mm-hmm. all that kind of slows down, that's when we're going to circle back. I think that's really thoughtful. Yeah. I love them so. Those are our vibes. Those Zach vibes. has sent us a check-in remotely, even in his absence. Oh. Let's hear it. Hello, ladies, everyone listening. I'm so sad I won't be there this week with everyone to talk about these amazing topics that you're about to dive into. I am at the SCAD Film Festival in Savannah, Georgia, which is the big film festival that the university here throws that a lot of folks come to every year. I'm here for a project I worked on. But the highlight so far of this film festival that I have to share with all of you is that the one and only Cord Jefferson, a friend of all of ours on the show, an amazing journalist turned TV and film writer, premiered his new film, American Fiction. And it is just wonderful. You have to go see it. It's out in December. It stars Jeffrey Wright, Tracy Ellis Ross, Sterling K. Brown, Erica Alexander, who is Said's favorite. But the movie is just wonderful. It's so wonderful. And it's just so exciting to be at a festival and have a friend, someone that all of us grew up with as a journalist, begin this new chapter as a director and writer and really shine so brightly. So anyway, I miss all of you, but I'm with my other sisters out here at SCAD and I will be back next week. And um, also for all of you that have asked, the ghost hasn't reappeared. I don't know where he went. He must have heard the show and, and left me. So anyway, I hope he's well. I hope all of you are well. I'll talk to you all soon. Listen, Zach had a praying grandmother named Sam Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we don't want that ghost around, my friend. Look, it's Scorpio season now. Y'all know how I feel about this. <laughs> I'm very excited to see Court Jefferson's film, American Fiction, also in part because I think Jeffrey Wright is one of our national treasures. Amazing. The film is based on a book by Percival Everett, another national treasure. The book is titled Erasure. Okay. And you're going to love this. It is about a literary author whose career maybe is not quite going where he had hoped. And he gets really frustrated because he's feeling a lot of pressure because urban lit. Remember like like authors like Zane? Mm-hmm. Like all of that's kind of taking off around uh-huh. him. And he's seeing basically all the white people are kind of praising these other like, oh, that's the, you know, that's the, authentic, the real shit, yeah. the authentic uh-huh. black voice. And so he uh-huh. gets really angry. And as a lark out of frustration, he writes a novel parodying those types oh. of books. And it kind of takes, takes off. off. Hijinks ensue. I love this. I'm very excited. I can't wait to see it. I also, it's so awesome to see Cord in this new chapter. I knew Cord yes. back in the day in Washington, D.C. Oh, we okay. ran in some of the same circles when he was okay. a journalist. And to watch him, you know, move into this new space and dominate, I love it. Literally, nine, ten years ago, Cord and I were in the streets of D.C. getting drunk. He's a good dude, (laughs) and I'm so happy for him. We're excited about it. But for now, 
Listeners, let's talk about another book. We have our first book club episode coming up very soon. We are reading Poverty by America. It's a nonfiction book by Matthew Desmond. It's about how poverty has literally been constructed by America. Mm -hmm. We'll be having a conversation with Matthew Desmond. We're very excited that he's going to join us. You can join us too. So get your copy of the book from the library, from places like bookshop.org. Not from Amazon. Not from Amazon. So bookshop.org is a great resource for buying books because it has a better relationship with authors and publishers in terms of making sure we're compensated from our work. Amazon, not so great. And listen, I'm not going to tell folks to never use Amazon. I know how it be. Mm -hmm. But for books, let's support. The right you know, I'd say if you can afford it, if you have the options yes. and you want to support, there are ways to do so. So send us your questions. You know, I'm happy to be the conduit, baby. Use me. Let me be your <laughs> ghost, <laughs> darling. We need your questions for Matthew Desmond by November 6th at the latest. Yeah. Okay. So excited about that. And of course, as we always say, thank all of you who send us letters, the fan mail, the comments, the critique. We really read it all and discuss it all in the group chat. So we, we appreciate do. it. Keep it coming. We're on social. Also, we are available via email, vibecheck at stitcher.com, vibecheck at stitcher.com. With that, let's jump in, shall we? Let's go. I am so excited. Yes, it's time. <laughs> it's time. All right. So, The Woman in Me. First of all, great title. Yeah. Great title. Yeah. Britney Spears' long-awaited memoir is out this week. As I mentioned, I'm listening to the audiobook, which is narrated by award-winning actor Michelle Williams. White Michelle, not Black Michelle. Although I would have loved Michelle. Black yeah, Michelle. First, I was like, oh, well, that'll be, you I know, she's got a Southern Black accent. Michelle. Yeah. She does an excellent job. I'm already 15 chapters. <laughs> Which, let's pause book. right here. It is 9.52 a.m. L.A. time. The book has just been out for a few hours. Woo! You are in it. I hooked it up and I realized I could have it play on my TV oh. while I was kind of walking around. But but I was like cooking and then I would have to, I kept pausing. Wow. I was taking notes. And so I'll, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but I'll share some of my thoughts. So yeah, let's get into this because we, we want to talk about the book itself, why it's so exciting and important culturally to have mm -hmm. a memoir from Britney Spears. We also want to kind of talk about the celebrity memoir industrial complex because yes. it's actually a very old genre, but right now that genre is booming yep. and a lot's going on. But I will say a lot of details have been released, you know, the kind of like celebrity drama, a lot of mm -hmm. things obviously that happened with Justin Timberlake, and we can talk about some of those in a second. Britney Spears comes across as very self-reflective, Mm. incredibly self-aware. I've always felt, and I think you shared this too, that she was very smart. Yes. That she really, and she she talks about like the way she performs on stage. She directly says, I'm like an athlete. And she talks about what that feels like. But also like her decision making is really insightful. I think the celebrity details are obviously pretty explosive. And it is wild to hear about Justin Timberlake or Paula Cole, Mariah Carey, Madonna, all of these people are in this book. Yeah. But but to me, to have someone like her who played such a pivotal role at a transformative moment in American culture, to get her take on that is, I think, really valuable. 
Yeah. 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 You know, I have covered Britney a lot these last few months. We have an episode today in the feed of my other show, Into It, analyzing her music and her biggest hits to get towards like a central theory of Britney. But also a few weeks ago, we had an episode all about how a lot of people on TikTok believe in some really crazy Britney Spears conspiracy oh, theories, yeah. including yeah. that she is it's a like lot out there. an AI generated fake Britney and that the real Britney has been like abducted. Mm-hmm. All this to say, I think about her a lot. And the thing that I keep remembering about Britney as this book rolls out is that she was always incredibly self-aware of exactly who she was and what she was doing. And she was always telling us how it felt the entire time. Yes. If you look back on her music, from the very start, she was telling you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a big star and it's going to hurt. Her first ballad, Lucky, she has a lyric. From the very start, she was acknowledging that the path she was on was going to be a big one, but also painful. Mm -hmm. And I think that truth in her lyrics and in her story for so long makes us more than other celebrities empathize with her. I think about how I relate to her in this book rollout and the details around this book compared to Jada. For whatever reason, because of that confessional nature of her songs and her lyrics throughout her entire career, I want this book and I want to care for Britney and nurture her. And for whatever reason, I don't feel the same way about Jada. Oh, I'm so glad you were. So we're going to get to that because I think that is so fascinating. I did want to share just as an example of, because I'm going to go through some of the the tea we get. Because yes, there's already been tea a, released. A little bit of the tea. Yeah. But so she talks in detail. There's a whole chapter about the process of recording the first album, making the music video for Hit Me Baby One More Time. And just as an example of when I say her decision making, the producers and, you know, the record label people initially wanted the look for that video to basically become, oops, I did it again, the kind of Power Rangers Bah, bah, bah. That's how they wanted to introduce her visually. Yeah. She's like, no. And so the the school idea, that was her idea. The uniforms, her idea. All of that. Having she male said, Let's dancers, her ideas. And so she says during the recording of that first album, quote, that was probably the moment in my life when I was most passionate about music. I was unknown and I had nothing to lose if I messed up. There is so much freedom in anonymity. I could look out at a crowd who had never seen me before and think, you don't even know who I am yet. So obviously, like, the explosive details are fascinating, but having a woman who exists in this specific matrix of femininity, race, sexuality, kind of think about the power she is gaining as her career takes off, as well as the power that she's losing as she becomes less anonymous, I think is really interesting. And you got to understand the context in which she enters the scene. Mm. She is perhaps the biggest bridge from the 90s to the 2000s. And if you think about the music that was ascendant in the 90s, for the men, it was Nirvana and all that came after it. Mm -hmm. So it was grunge and rock. And for the women, it was the belting divas. Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, and Madonna. And so Britney introduced this third way. Where she said, I'm not doing rock. I'm not doing belting pop. I'm going to be a pop star in the lane of Madonna, but quite different. Quite different. A little more subversive. Mm -hmm. And like the thing that she did, it kind of 
set the course for the next decade plus of pop music. Like, it was a big deal. Even when you think about, like, her vocal fry, the way she sang, which really annoyed mm -hmm. people, before you knew it, all the girlies were singing that way. Right. Like, she changed pop, and she was doing that work at a start when she was just, like, 15. Yeah. The age thing, I was surprised how far we are into her book and into her career before mm -hmm. she's 19. And I'm yeah. just like, gosh, 19 is still a yeah. child. Um, It's pretty astounding. But yeah, one of the reasons I think Britney Spears is culturally important for the, what you're pointing to is, yeah, I think there's a line in terms of singers with voices of note who also dance. I think we go Madonna and then I think we have Janet Jackson, and obviously there, there's a lot of overlap there. Yeah. I'm not going to say that it was like one before the other. And then we get to Britney Spears, and I think it's it's significant that a young, white, blonde girl comes along. And again, something she told one of her producers, I think she says this to Max Martin. She said, quote, I want more of an R&B sound, not a straight pop sound. She's paying attention to Janet Jackson, you know? And so it's a package that allowed her to be marketed, I think, in a more mainstream way than oh, yeah. a Black woman doing the same thing would have been able to at the time. And she acknowledges there is no Britney without Janet. You know, mm -hmm. she's more in the mold of Janet than of Madonna. And there were even songs that Janet turned down that yeah. Britney took, like I'm a Slave for You. I mean, it's remarkable. What do you make of all the tea spilled from the book before it even came out? I mean, the, the, there's so okay, many stories. let's get into it. And to be clear, and I said this in the group text. So after I, I I'd already finished my MFA in creative writing. So that was 2010. This is around the time or a few, a couple years after Britney's Blackout album came out. I was obsessed with this album. Yes. And I was thinking at this point, like, you know, am I going to go into teaching? What do I do? And I was thinking about going back to grad school Woo. to get another master's degree in American studies. Woo. And my idea was that I was going to do an entire thesis on basically futurism Mm. And Britney Spears's Blackout album as a model of the distorted memoir. Because as you point out, throughout her discography, she's always been doing this. She's telling She's you. always been kind of keeping it real. But then Blackout, I mean, it's dark, it's warped. Ooh, there's so much there. So I'm excited to get into the Yeah. Team. Well, I mean, and just a sidebar on Blackout, she's so confessional. Think of songs like Peace and of angry. Me. She's Ooh, saying, she was you mad. are taking all of me. Mm -hmm. But what's happening with that entire album... Her voice has become that of a cyborg or a yeah. robot. She has given her voice up to the machine of the music. So even as she's telling you how much it hurts, she has literally sacrificed herself to keep giving you hits. Right. More than any other pop figure of our time, I think she is a martyr. She's mm -hmm. a martyr. Like, yeah. as everything was taken away from her, her kids, her career, her agency, she kept making us hits. Mm -hmm. She kept making us dance. Yeah. In terms of the celebrity tea and the details, I will focus on the obvious. Yes. In part because that was actually the last chapter I was listening to was about the breakup and the abortion. She has yes. to take she just takes pills. Her family doesn't even know. It's a harrowing scene. She's alone in the bathroom for hours. She really wanted to go to the doctor. They wouldn't take her. He, at one point, thinks he's helping by getting his guitar and coming to play it next to her while she's what? literally screaming in pain on the bathroom floor. It's oh, just like, no. you are, at best, useless. And then he breaks up with her. Via text message. And uses rumors for his whole first album and makes it sound like she was cheating on him when, in well, fact, it was very much the reverse. Well, he even makes that video for Crime a river yeah, using a with an extra that uses yeah. that looks like Britney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's actually really interesting. That part of Britney Spears' career is very close to 9-11. So it's just as we are in this moment in 2023, thinking so much about how we got into the war on terror and where we are 20 years later, and it feels like, God, we didn't learn any of those lessons. Mm -hmm. I think regarding gender 
and gender dynamics, mm-hmm. there's a similar should be a reckoning. Did the reckoning happen? Did we get the right takeaways? Because the way Justin shows up and the way he uses his attempted proximity to blackness and to hip hop and misogyny, it yeah. feels really relevant. And let's just sidebar, <laughs> he was such a fraud. You know, yeah. you think of the hit he made on the back of their breakup, Crimea River. Remember the part in Crimea River at the end where he's like, cry me, cry me. That's not him, Saeed. Mm, Guess who that is? Who that is, is Marsha Ambrosius of Flowetry. Wait, wait, wait. Literally. Say that. Okay. Because that's Literally. the part. That's the best part of the song. That is a black woman singing that part. That's Marsha And Ambrosius? this happens a lot. They'll have other vocalists step in to help. J-Lo is always doing this. But literally, the best part of Crimea River, a black woman saying, the devil is a lie and his <laughs> name is Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This Because that was, okay. Wow. Because yes. that's one of those moments where I'm like, indisputably, you can't say he wasn't doing his thing on Girl, that, that damn was, song. that was wow. a black woman. Also, just listen to Barbara Streisand's version of Cry Me a River. Just, just listen well, to that. I'm sorry, what? Barbara Streisand has a uh, version of Cry Me a River? You're lying to me. Where did you think he got the concept from? Okay. Go back and listen after this. Barbara Streisand. You'll be mad at Justin <laughs> all over again. Okay. Okay. I mean, has a version. All right. Ooh, okay. All right. A dozen white queens in <laughs> New York just stood up in their living rooms, <laughs> disgusted at you. Okay. But, but let's open it up a little bit because yes. there's so much. Let's talk about because we're very excited about Britney Spears' memoir. I think the reception has been pretty enthusiastic to say yes. the least. Yes. Madam Jada Pinkett Smith's you know memoir, what? however, not quite the same reception. What and do you I'm going to tell you that? what, I have a theory about this because I've mm-hmm. talked about Jada as well on my other show. And I think that when you have celebrities like Jada and Britney, who have been in the public eye for decades, mm-hmm. they end up embodying certain archetypes or like character tropes. Mm-hmm. And when I think of Britney, it is always a martyr. From the very start, she laid her body and her voice on the line to give us art. And even as all of those things were taken from her, she still kept giving us music and art. Mm-hmm. And so she just mm-hmm. seems like this person who was always giving and this person you always wanted to care for and this person who, even through her lyrics at the start, was telling you how hard all of this was. She was always mm-hmm. confessional. I compare that to Jada Pinkett Smith and her entire character seems to me to be the classic unreliable narrator. I have never known if and when Jada was telling me the truth about her marriage, about her love life, about Tupac, about Will. And that's allowed, that's fine, but it makes it harder to accept a thing like a memoir from her. Mm. Because now I, I look back on the last few years of her life and I'm like, well, were you purposefully deceiving me? Hmm. She brought Will Smith to the red table you know, after the right. August Alsina affair, mm-hmm. they talk about their marriage and they say together, we ride together, we die together, bad marriage for life. And they're performing this confession. Right. But they're not telling us that they've been yeah. apart for years. You know, and I, I feel a little differently, but I will say it is confusing if it's you confusing. use the red table talk for what you're saying is an authentic conversation. And then months later, you're contradicting. Whereas Brittany has always felt like she was telling us as much as she possibly could all the time. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I, ooh, I love this. I have so many quick Tell thoughts. Me. I'm going to try to yes. number them to keep myself yes. back. First of all, one, nothing happens in a vacuum. So, you know, I would say a black woman could be telling us the sky is blue and at best we'll be a little skeptical. Yes. <laughs> so I will say Jada will always have that going on her. Yes. Two, significantly, Jada Pinkett Smith is an actor. Britney Spears is a musician. Yes. One of those genres is much better at establishing the terms and conditions where we feel like someone's kind of dispensing the truth. The yes. whole problem with actors is that we're like, who are you going to be what's today? Real, you what's know, not real, what's not real. Always a little. But three, and I think the bigger thing is I think it's generational. Mm. Oh, and let me add quickly. 3A is that all millennials, we all think we're martyrs. Okay, so here's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> we all yes. think we're martyrs yes. who sacrificed for yes. the culture. Okay, but here's the bigger thing is generational. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, for us, our generation, mm -hmm. they were already adults when we were There kids. you go. They were grown. We, we watched Britney grow up. Basically alongside, she was either a sister or a yes. bigger sister to us. And so I, I do think it's a little bit, you know, the reception's a little different because I, totally. I feel with Will and Jada, it kind of feels like watching our parents or even our grandparents litigate things from decades ago where there we're like, what, is, what the fuck is even going on here? Yeah. You know? Well, and when I think about the level of regard I have for any celebrity, a lot of it is contingent on how much they've given me. Britney Spears has given us so many great songs. I can yes. never be mad at her. Look, before I was listening to the audiobook this morning, I was listening to Lucky Getting My yes. Life. Yes. <laughs> Whereas with Jada, I love her. Yeah. She's a strong actress, but I can only point to Set It Off, Nutty Professor 2, mm. and Matrix Reloaded. Like she, yeah. she has a smaller body of professional work right. to show us, and that affects what I think about this stuff. Uh-huh. Because that, that parasocial, that sense of yes. intimacy. Yes. Yeah, you have more to draw from. So, yeah, it's it's really fascinating. And one more thing I'll say, because I, I want to get some, if you have any thoughts on some of your favorite celebrity yeah. memoirs. Yeah, I grew up loving this as a genre. And really, it's because these mm. are the books like my mom would have around. Mm -hmm. It's about agency. And Lucky is actually a perfect song to point to. Mm -hmm. For us as everyday people, we go, you're one of the most famous people in the world. What could you feel that you have left to say? Or what could you feel that mm -hmm. you need. But for so many of these women who have come up in these powerful moments like superstars in the entertainment industry, years later, we consistently find out, gosh, you were, oh my God, you were I'm going amazed you it. made it as, as far yeah. as you did. You know, you yeah. had all these forces. So the memoirs, I think, really powerful as a tool because it's an opportunity, I feel, for usually these women to kind of reassert themselves. So, you know, two of my favorite all-time memoirs are I, Tina by Tina Turner. Excellent. And obviously, we know that became the film yeah. uh, about her life. And also, I Put a Spell on You. It's Nina Simone's autobiography. Mm. She wrote it with Stephen Cleary and blew my mind. Wow. Do you have one that, that kind of stands out for you? You know what? I am surprised to even hear myself say it out loud because I find a lot of her work problematic on racial grounds. But Tina Fey's memoir, Bossy Pants, is incredible. Mm. Mm. She's one of the most gifted comedic writers of our time. She has this chapter all about going on a cruise and the fire breaking out on the cruise. It's one of the most hilarious things you'll ever read. She talks about how all of the dancers and singers and performers on a cruise ship also have to be first responders because who else is going to be? Oh, and wow. she's like, the, <laughs> right? Like, who else is going to be? And she's like, the only thing weirder than having a fire break out on your cruise ship is seeing the dude who was just juggling put the fire out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, she's so funny. I love that. And it's her humor 
Yeah. At its best. I get that. I love bossy pants. I love bossy pants. I get pants. that. Well, because that's one of the things about the celebrity memoir. I mean, one, you know, we want the details of your life. I mean, like mm-hmm. Britney Spears, for example, talking about how Mariah Carey taught her to take the perfect photo and how what? good it felt to nail it. Oh, yeah. Oh she's like, God. come sit on this side. You know, she understood. Wow. Like, she's like, Mariah Carey. She's like, before everybody else had ring lights, Mariah Carey did. Stop. You know, just so it's like that yeah. kind of detail. But also, you know, celebrities live really interesting lives. So mm-hmm. like, like Nina Simone, was in Liberia while a revolution was taking place, oh, you know? Shit. So so the ways in which celebrities get to be in spaces and situations that the rest of us don't, it's really exciting, you know, if they're smart enough and have the self-awareness to kind of bring it forth yeah. for us. That's yeah. fun. And I do want to acknowledge as we close, you know, we are not looking at Britney and Jada in comparison and contrast without acknowledging the way that race and age affect who they are and how we see them. Mm. And so, yeah, like, I wonder, like, is part of why I feel so strongly about Britney Spears is how Mm -hmm. she was marketed to us as, you know, this young Vestal Virgin, this Madonna and a Mm -hmm. whore, like all of the imagery tied up with pretty Mm -hmm. blonde women like her Mm -hmm. and how Jada never got that. Mm -hmm. I see that and I hear that, but I still am just like, I don't know, Brittany. It's you, girl. <laughs> it's you. I won't deny the realities. I knew I was going to like be eating up Brittany's memoir. I knew. Like, this is the celebrity memoir. Yes. Like Prince Harry, no. no. This is the one for me. But even then, I I've still been overwhelmed. And yeah, I you know what I think is it's best to think it's not about a comparison, it's about a mosaic. Mm. And I think with time and perspective, and I would love to let's circle back, you know. Yeah. And that's why I love looking at like I, Tina, or I put a spell on you where we have like decades of distance to really see the bigger picture. Sometimes you just need time to really make sense of it all. That's the thing. You know, that week of Jada and Will news around the book's release felt overwhelming. I don't think I can go to the memoir until I've had a break from that. So perhaps before the end of the year, I will give Jada's book a little more time. But what I'm going to do today, as soon as we're done, is a Get this audiobook of Britney. Baby, it's time. It's get time. into it. She has, I mean, pages of detail explaining wow. how she felt about dancing with that damn snake. <laughs> well, the snake was hissing at like, her. The, the snake, snake was hissing yes. at her. She has, she was like, she was like right at the mo- yes. at the worst possible moment yes. during the performance. The snake is looking me in the eye and hissing. She's like, Are yes. you fucking kidding me? Got my life. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Love her. Yes. <laughs> Listeners. Obviously, we could talk about this so much. We got to move on. But listen, how do you feel about Britney's memoir? How do you feel about Jada's memoir? The genre in general? Let us know in our email, vibecheck at stitcher.com. But for now, we're going to take a break. We're going to catch our breath. I might listen to Lucky while we fill in my coffee mug. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. 
Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. And for me, I have used Factor for years, from when I was hosting morning television to traveling all the time now as a producer. I love knowing that food is getting delivered to my door that is fresh and ready to go so that I can always be ready to go as well. So head to factormeals.com slash vibecheck50 and use code vibecheck50 to get 50% off. That's code vibecheck50 at factormeals.com slash vibecheck50 to get 50% off. All right, we are back. Going to switch gears now and talk about Halloween. Before we knew it, it snuck up on us. It's this it really weekend, did. Saeed. Out of nowhere. Before we talk more about it, are you going to do any costume shenanigans this weekend? I guess. I mean, I love Halloween. I love spooky season. I love Scorpio season. So maybe. I think one of my friends was talking about having a party this weekend. So I guess yeah. I'm going to check in. Yeah. How about you? You know, it's funny. I shaved off my beard a few weeks ago and made it a mustache. And a friend was like, ooh, with that mustache, you should be black Freddie Mercury for Halloween. <gasps> I love that. <laughs> and I'm like, but which maybe Freddie I'm... Mercury costume would you do? You know, white tank jeans. Okay. All right. Wig. LA uh-huh. front. You better go, and I want you to go, <laughs> look, and you're in LA, so you can do it. I want you to go to a vintage store and get yes. like those real Levi's. I mm-hmm. want them like, damn, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a fun little detail uh-huh. in the book, in her memoir, Britney Spears talks about the denim on denim look she wears. Oh, Lord, with Justin, Justin Timberlake. And she, said, she was like, I love that people still parried it as a ah, Halloween costume. Yes, yes. My favorite costume I did a few years ago was King Midas. Ooh. He was the one that everything he touches turns to gold and then he turns, turns his own child to gold and it's pretty horrific. So it's obviously a cautionary tale. Um, yeah. I found a way, I had like a crown and obviously like the kind of toga stuff. So stuff. Listen, it's always fun to wear a little Greek toga, very slutty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found a way to make it look like the gold was like melting onto my face with makeup. Oh, I and love that it. was pretty fun. I love so, it. You know, I love a little Greek mythology moment. I love it. Yes, yes. So in LA this year, Halloween costumes are going to be hard because SAG-AFTRA, the Actors Union, which is striking right now, they've just passed their 100th day of strike. They issued some Halloween costume guidance earlier this month. <laughs> Tell me more. I saw a glimpse of this and I was like, that looks silly. We saw it and we're like, you can't be for real. (laughs) So basically, SAG after was saying, if you don't want to be a scab, if you want to support our strike, you shouldn't even wear Halloween costumes that depict any actors or actresses that are in struck work. So basically, if there is a character from a show or movie that is from the big studios that SAG is striking against, they have said you should not dress up as those characters for Halloween. So here's my question. Does that mean movies like or TV shows being filmed now or just like literally any, anything? Like don't like Barbie, for instance. Oh. You can't dress as Barbie. Oh, please. Okay, because they, they couldn't even that promote battle. that for the premiere. And you're like, well, how can you do this? It, it's so crazy. Even prominent <laughs> SAG actor members were like, what the hell? So once <laughs> they announced sorry. this guidance, so funny. Ryan Reynolds, who is a part of this union, joked that he is looking forward to screaming scab at his eight-year-old son on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, how funny. dare you dress up as Buzz Lightyear, uh, little yeah, boy? Like, yeah. What? So uh, since this tweet, uh, though, SAG after has clarified that this rule only applies to adults, not children. But still, I don't like it. Do you like it? Your face is saying you don't like it. I mean, I 
I get it. I get I it. I don't because get I'm it. Sure, well, I don't I, get I, it. I, what it is is I bet it's kind of like toys, like, you know, Barbie, Power Rangers. I'm sure based on the costumes and marketing deals, studios probably do make a lot of money off of, but it's just, it's a losing battle. It seems petty. I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, it felt like a headline from The Onion. When I saw it, I was like, you can't be for real. <laughs> like, you can't be for real. Just it's like just weird. Come on, man. And also, like, nothing is going to keep much of America. Like, I mean, well, you could always do Renaissance. You could always do Beyonce costumes. I guess. But it's just, it's a. Let me tell you one community that will never be told no. <laughs> Coastal gay men getting ready for Halloween. That's a good you point. You can't tell them no. They're going to do what they're going to do. Get on board. You're right. You're you right. can't stop I them. Nothing, I have nothing to offer but laughter. You can't just, stop them. <laughs> they are an spooky unstoppable season. force. Literally, an unstoppable literally. force. That said, you know, the whole like costume situation here in Los Angeles during the strike has me wondering, like, are the spooky vibes off this year for Halloween? Like, mm. if you had to say, are your spooky vibes this Halloween season thumbs up, thumbs down, something else? Um, well, you know, so, you know, my thing is I don't find a lot of scary things scary because I'm like, we all live in community. You know, I'm like, why are we assuming? <laughs> why are we assuming? It just feels very narcissistic. I'm like, oh, you assume, you assume that ghost is worried about you? Exactly. About you. That ghost is worried about itself. I mean, it's a spooky time. You know, I think everything's connected. And um, the way we're all acting is a mess. So why wouldn't, you know, the supernatural be a mess, too? We, d- we deserve a little supernatural comeuppance, I guess, <laughs> is what I'm here to say. <laughs> I feel like this Halloween is going to be especially sloppy. Because oh. I think that this year has put everybody through it. And so you're going to end up at, at, like, one of those parties where, like, everyone is just chilling mm-hmm. and kicking it. And then there's too many keg stands and too many shots and before you know it someone's firing shots in the air like that kind of just like oh you took it there yeah i guess in in that regard the last halloween that i remember being like oh my spirit is being tested was 2018 because i remember being at one party Uh and seeing not one not two but three different men dressed up as brett kavanaugh and at least one Uh -uh. of those guys was there with his partner and she was dressed as dr christine blasey ford and i said we've lost the plot and in fact a couple of friends and i confronted one of those couples that <laughs> I love so that. you know so wow. that was that was low but it's been a yeah. few it's been a few years in a pandemic i would hope we've learned some lessons about how to how to have fun on halloween without being too messy but we probably haven't i think people are going to have a lot of energy to release this halloween weekend mm. and i just hope people are safe i'm just i'm just saying i hope people are safe yeah before we close this segment just so i and our listeners can get to know you better Saeed Jones because <laughs> I'm sure they're just starving uh-huh, for more uh-huh, details uh-huh. on my life yeah I want to do a quick little Halloween thumbs up thumbs down game okay I'm going to name some Halloween things and you just say quickly thumbs up or thumbs down alright candy corn thumbs up Ugh, love it no it's within it's reason don't okay. overdo it because it is no kind more of than waxy. three or four don't it's overdo waxy. it but, okay. but I do like it mm-hmm. the monster mash uh thumbs up I guess Okay. especially passionate. Wait, which one is that? The Monster Mash. It did the oh. Monster Mash. Okay, play it once. Keep it cute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't play it on repeat. Yeah, yeah. The choreography to Michael Jackson's Thriller. Oh, thumbs way up. Two thumbs, thumbs way, way up. Pumpkin-flavored alcoholic beverages. Thumbs way down. I do not like any of the pumpkin spice anything. I agree. Anything. I agree. Trick-or-treating. Thumbs up. Mm. Really? Mine is conditional. What, what, do you mean trick-or-treating as an adult? or I mean, it's letting your kids run through the neighborhood. Parents, oh. watch your kids. 
A lot parents of these don't. parents. Let them out there. Let them be feral. Uh, no, feral in my front yard. Unleash them. not. Unleash Let's the not. children. No, watch your kids. Watch <laughs> your kids. Go. Let them All go. All right. Haunted houses. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Ooh, I no thanks. I can't do it. Really? I can't do it. No. I don't think they're ever scary enough. I want them even scarier. Um, If you surprise <laughs> me. Yeah. I'm going to fight You'll back. Fight. That's what yeah. I'm trying to You're going to punch somebody. <laughs> I'm not You're trying to hit. <laughs> Someone just doing their job. So I just, I leave that alone. Also, I just, life is stressful enough. I don't need to like there come up with new things there to freak go. me out. Yeah. Haunted hayrides. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Haven't done it, but would love to do it. Thumbs up. Because I'm in a truck. Can we speed up the truck if I get too scared? I did one with Zach last year and the same thing. Cute. I was like, it's not that scary. I want it scarier. Oh, okay. That sounds fun. Couples costumes. Uh, thumbs down. <laughs> you know, it's going to be so many. It's going to be so many Taylor Swift, well, Travis Kelsey ones this year. Oh, now that is a okay. Maybe I am thumbs up on that. That's I will say cute. Travis can dress. He can dress. Uh, he knows how to spend money. I don't think he uh, knows how to dress. I don't think it's the same. He wears very expensive clothes. <laughs> and I say, like, look, I've been following him on Instagram for a yeah, minute. I have yeah. thoughts about okay, this. Okay. But that's a cute couple's costume, yeah. I will say. I know your answer already. Horror movies. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Horror movies, thumbs down. Wait, why? I, the, too scary. I love horror oh, like TV shows, like yes, The Fall of the House of the Usher, okay. Haunting okay. of Hill House, that kind of stuff. But the movies, I tried to rewatch Scream. Oh my God. I just watched it this weekend. I couldn't make it through Drew really? Barrymore's scene. I couldn't that's do like it. That's like one of the first scenes. Oh, uh-huh. wow. wow. I couldn't. And okay. that's like, yeah, 20 minutes of movie. I was yeah. like, too much. Yeah. yeah oh, wow. Uh, group costumes. Now, I love a group costume. Ah, explain. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fun. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. Pet costumes. Love it. Love it. Always. So even though the dogs always hate it. The dogs I, hate yeah, it. Yeah, I can't <laughs> the imagine they're, they're thrilled about it. My building is having like a, they do it every year, like a pet contest. I'm very excited to see the yeah. pet contest pictures. Yeah. 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 Carving pumpkins. I'm too, I get bored. Thumbs down. I love when other people do. I want to yeah. benefit from the aesthetics. I want to do the work. It feels very dangerous to me. Just yeah, I probably hurt that myself. knife in there Smell like that. I will time. cut myself. And also, I mean, the insides of pumpkins are pretty gross. Nasty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Last question for you. And this okay. is uh, this or that. Hocus okay. Pocus or the craft? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I did make myself rewatch The Craft during the pandemic. I remember watching that. Mm. It's scary as shit. It really is. Hocus Pocus. Okay. Hocus Pocus. Okay. In fact, I, literally, I was like, I need to watch Hocus Pocus yeah. again this week. Yeah. And Hocus Pocus 2, which wasn't quite as yeah. great as I was Don't hoping do it. it Don't. would be. Oh, I it was watched bad. it before. It I was bad. It before, oh but God. I still want to watch it again. I do. Okay. okay. I do. But Hocus, I'm a Hocus Pocus girl. Same, same. Which I put a spell on you. Hey. The little Nina Simone through line this episode. Yes, yes. Well, that's that's all we got for this segment. Oh, okay. Well, that was fun. We did it. What, you what, passed. What, what about you? What is yours? The craft or? I love the Focus craft. Book? I love the craft. It's good. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot it's scarier really deep. than I remember. It's really heavy. It's <laughs> wow. effing heavy. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, tell us what your Halloween spooky vibes are, if they're thumbs up or thumbs down. Tell us what you're going to wear for Halloween. Send us photos of your costumes. Send us photos of your pets dressed up. Do all of that. Do all all of that. that. With that, one more quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with recommendations. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? You know, I think some people maybe go for an extra workout, maybe take a nap. I love a nap. 
<laughs> I love reading a book. But of course, we all wish we had more time in our lives. The question is time for what? You know, if time's unlimited, how would you use it? I think therapy is actually something that can help us kind of hone our understanding of how we want to use our free time, not just how we can get the most of it, but really how can we show up in our lives? And I would say that if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. First of all, it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule because everyone's schedule is different. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. It's very flexible. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash VibeCheck today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash VibeCheck. Hey there, listeners. You know, as a Black man working in media for over a decade, I still think about the times when I was a kid and I got to watch media as a consumer and the people that really inspired me. People like Oprah Winfrey and her talk show I watched every day after school or shows like RuPaul's talk show, which I snuck behind my parents' back to watch in the 90s. All of these Black people on television shaped me and led me on my own path to become the person I am today and have the career I have today. So if you are looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, you can find those on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. As you'll know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. All right, my loves, we are back. And of course, before we end the show, we each like to share something that's helping us keep our vibes right this week. Sam, what's your recommendation? Yeah, so I told you last week that my rec was Family Meal by Brian Washington. Mm -hmm. Beautiful novel. I just finished it, and I began reading right after that The Guest by Emma Klein. I'm only like 15 pages in, but I love it, and the hype is real. This summer, it was a very buzzy, buzzy book, and it was like the summer beach read, and a lot of like, you know bougie East Coast folks were like, this is the book for the beach for the summer. (laughs) And it was a bit too much. And I was like, stop, stop. But they were right. I like it. What's it about? I have heard people enthusiastically being like, this is the one, which I'm always like, chill out. But but what's it about? It is about a troubled 20-something sex worker who tries to get away from her current life by going with a man to his summer home. And then she kind of begins to wreak havoc out there. Oh, it's giving a little the talented Mr. Ripley. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So I have not finished the thing yet, but I think I'll be done with it in at least three or four days because I'm whizzing through it. It's really oh, fun. it's one of those. Yeah. It's fun. The Guest to... by Emma Klein. Yeah. I love a page turner. I love a page mm-hmm. turner. All right. What's your rec? 
My rec this week is a poem. And listen, we didn't talk much about Justin Timberlake. But friends, Justin Timber fake. <laughs> Timber fake. When I tell you that man is, as we used to say in Texas, is going to hell with gasoline soaked draws on. Girl. First class with, ticket. With, with two nukes in each pocket. Look. Oh, what an awful. Woo. Yikes, 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 yeah. yikes. Because you know what it is? So many people betrayed Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really striking as a peer. Someone else who also grew up as a child star, who is mm-hmm. also dealing with a lot of the same manipulation and, you know, mm-hmm. being taken advantage of, to then take advantage of her. And we know because of, for example, the way he treated Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. to know that it's not a one-time thing. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, a fluke. It's, a it's not a, a young person's folly. It's, it's a pattern mm-hmm. of behavior. This person lacks integrity. So, you know, let's light him up. And so I'm going to dedicate <laughs> this poem by Camille Rankin to him. And Do all it. of the men like him. <laughs> the title of the poem is Self-Portrait as Outfighter. A man I've never met tells me to open like a flower. But a flower cut too soon won't soften into bloom. It stays like a fist. So like a fist, I leave a mark. And all the heart I have inside this tiny vessel. I'm disruption, the peace, the room, your shining story. I unsettle, I blemish, Mm. I bloody the ring with my memory of you. We walk in circles, all these bodies underfoot, my future like it was yesterday. We've lived all this before, a past we're both bound to. In simpler times, you'd call me savage, a mistranslation of survivor. I dodge your grip. I told you, didn't I tell you? I can't forget to live. A feeling curled inside me like a fist, a hit telegraphed generations back. And just like that, red petals from your lips. Oh, Lord. That poem again, it's titled Self-Portrait as Outfighter by Camille Mm. Rankin. I have one of her books in my bedroom. The title is um, Ordinary Beast. But this poem appears in the September 2023 issue of Poetry Magazine, Great Literary Magazine. I need to hear Michelle Williams reading this as Britney Spears. Look! I need it! (laughs) I need it! I need it. It's good. And I gotta tell you, Michelle Williams does a good, like, Louisiana Southern. Okay. Oscar winner. You were sharing a clip on Twitter this morning of her reading the part where Britney writes about Justin Timberlake's black scent when he meets Genuine. So there's this scene where she's talking about how Justin Timberlake and NSYNC, they were totally parlaying their proximity to blackness and black music. And that set them apart from the Backstreet Boys. And she has this scene where she talks about how over the moon Justin Timberlake was when he met Genuine. And he was just like using this black scent. Jay got all excited and said so loud, oh yeah, faux shiz, faux shiz, Genuine, what's up, homie? It's oh, wild. It's stunningly offensive. 
All this to say, get the audiobook. Yeah. And I mean, you know, check out Camille Rankin, check out her poem, the anger and rage she taps into. I think so many people identify with. Listen, every day we are alive is an opportunity to do better. If you don't, or even worse, if someone gives you the opportunity, say they write a memoir, say something comes forward, and, th- and you're like, damn, I really failed this person, and you don't take that opportunity to acknowledge, mm-hmm. to make amends, and to demonstrate how you're going to do better, you it's deserve you. every demon coming your way. You deserve every demon coming your way. That's how Happy Halloween, Justin Timberlake. Happy <laughs> Halloween, Justin Timberlake. It's Scorpio season, baby. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Vibe Check. If you love the show and want to support us, please make sure to follow this show on your favorite podcast listening platform and subscribe to us and write us a review. All those things help spread the word about the show. Also, tell a friend, IRL, in real life. A huge thank you to our producer, Chantel Holder, engineers Sam Kiefer and Brendan Burns, and Marcus Holm for our theme music and sound design. Also, special thanks to our executive producers, Nora Ritchie at Stitcher and Brandon Sharp from Agenda Management and Production. Thank you, too, to Britney Spears and Michelle Williams yes. for making this episode yes. possible. We stand Till the world ends. Woo! Till the world ends. Till the world ends, baby. But of course, listeners, again, we want to hear from you. Don't forget, you can email us at vibecheck at stitcher.com and keep in touch with us on the socials at The Frosty, at Sam Sanders, at Zach Staff. Use the hashtag vibecheckpod. Stay tuned for another episode next Wednesday. Maybe we'll have a speaker of the house. Do you think we'll have a speaker of the house we by sure next won't. Wednesday? You don't we think sure we won't. I don't think we will. Listen, either. I don't. No, it's no. not going to happen until there's another shutdown. Yeah, Woo. and it's coming up yeah. soon, ain't it? Well, yep. until then, see y'all <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. Bye. The government may shut down. Vibe check will not. Hello. Stitcher. Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.